From NPR Music, this is Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras. This past month of July was a busy time with many artists from Latin America visiting the East Coast of the United States, and I had a chance to catch up with three bands from three different countries who have been contributing to the variety of styles and genres of Latin music, in one case, for almost 30 years. First up is Artesio Pelados from Colombia. This song is Caribe Atomica, one of my personal favorites from the band. Now we're going to talk to Andrea Echeverri. She's one half of this pioneering Latin alternative band. And when I say pioneering, I mean she and her bandmate Hector Puitrago made music that no one had ever heard before by drawing on conditions from their native Colombia, but also incorporating sounds from so many other places. They have a distinct musical identity. And after over two decades since their first release, they won a Latin Grammy last year for Best Alternative Album. Proof that their spirit of innovation has not slowed down at all. I caught up with Andrea Echeverri by phone while she was outside of a venue during the band's most recent visit at outside of a venue during the band's recent performance at the Latin Alternative Music Conference. And I started out by asking her how Artesio Pelados and so many other bands from Latin America that early 1990s became interested in writing about social issues. I think that we all were influenced by Cancion Protesta, which was uh, like the 70s, sí. like when we were kids. Entonces, people like Violeta Parra, Mercedes Sosa. I think that we all heard that music and then it's like you feel the need to change the world. It's like when you're young, no? And you want to change everything and you feel you have the power to do it. And we're there. No, como trying to keep rebel and wanting to change the world. And now, after almost 30 years making music in today's pop music environment? What's commercial, no? The, the music that everyone is hearing is about sex, really. But people like us are doing what we know to do, no? And that is talking about peace, talking about war talking about nature, about um, women. Being a woman and living in a female body makes me feel things every day. And I have a 15-year-old daughter. No, she's 17 now. (laughs) And it's like we feel the same things. We feel that the culture is aggressive and violent to women and to our bodies. Maybe when I get a bit older, uh, that will go away for me, because then I won't feel the pressure. But right now I do, and that is one subject that is always close to my songs. That, and in my country, we've been at war for more than 50 years. And now we have this peace process which is complicated, and then the government is a bit against it as well. Mm-hmm. Pues es como complicated. Sí. Pero that subject is 
now very close to my head. And I've been talking to women that have been abused sexually in the conflict. That is one subject that is visiting my songs nowadays. Wow. Another subject is the, uh, como the social media and the haters. Because I was telling you when I went to the Grammys with this dress that I was like dressed up like a Grammy. It was funny for me. And it was a bit like Atresupelaus in the Anglo world is nothing, no, nobody. And I didn't want that to happen. I wanted them to notice us. But then a lot of people were so aggressive with the thing because it, was, it wasn't like the sexy girl. I think that's what makes everyone angry. I also asked her about the current state of socially conscious music in the pop world. It's these little phones that are making everyone um, get into themselves. It seems that they're communicating, but I think that everyone is getting like zombie, como autista. I don't know if maybe that can help to change the world or that can cause disconnection. It's, I don't know, raro. You sound like you're very worried about that. <laughs> I am, because I have two kids and they're always with this thing. And I walk the streets and everyone is looking at, at their phones. Changing subjects slightly, I asked her about the band's plans for the future and of course the conversation came back to activism. Pues we are preparing a surprise, oh, really? which I cannot tell you about. But then for November, the 24th of November, we're planning to release two songs that uh, it's about what I was telling you. 24th of November is the International Day Against Violence for Women. Uh, my English sucks. That's no, okay. Hable, uh, dime, dime en español. Okay. El 24 de noviembre es el Día Internacional en contra de la violencia hacia la mujer. Entonces nuestra intención es sacar un par de canciones que yo compuse. Como ya te conté, he estado como en contacto con con la Comisión de la Verdad, con la Justicia Especial para la Paz, que son todos mecanismos del proceso de paz colombiano. Y tuve la oportunidad de estar también con mujeres violadas en el conflicto. Entonces, eh, nuestra idea es sacar dos canciones de ese tema alrededor de esta fecha. Y para, no, para septiembre yo creo que tenemos una sorpresa especialísima. No one is listening to you and me talking right now, so you can tell me the secret. <laughs> en serio, tiene que ver con Cerati, pero no voy a decir nada más. <laughs> okay, Andrea, I know you're very busy. You have a tocada and you're doing rehearsals and uh, you're lots of traveling. Thank you so much for joining us on Alt Latino. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Chaito, que estés bien. This is the song Despierta Mujer, or Wake Up Woman, from the band's album Claro Oscura, winner of the 2018 Latin Grammy for Best Alternative Album. Despierta mujer, suena el wake up call, sal de la matrix, siente tu matriz, a sembrar maíz, te llama al país, llamarte a ti, recuerda tu rol, salvaje mujer.
Bailo La Pena is the name of this track, and it's by Macaco, a band from Spain that features musicians from many points around the globe. The lead vocalist is Danny Carbonell, and he joined me from Alt Latinos New York City Studios for a chat about creation, inspiration, and collaboration. You're in New York right now, which is hosting and celebrating the Latin Alternative Music Conference, the LAMC. What's it like for musicians who are gathering from the different parts of the Spanish-speaking world? What's it like for you to gather there and to see other musicians? Is it a good thing? Is it something that is helpful for you? Yeah, it's 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 always good to share music, you know. Um, I grow like that. For me, it's something normal, something that I really used to 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 do in my life, you know. Uh, the example more more clear is if the the musicians uh, in my band, no, are from different parts of the world. Tirtaman, the guitarist, is from Suecia. Bikoko, the bass player, he's one of the greatest bass players from from Africa and Europe. He born in Cameroon, and wow. and he grew up in Paris. And finally, he lives in Barcelona. Muchacho is a gypsy guy, you know. Uh, for example, I have my my second name is Gypsy. So the gypsies we are <laughs> totally <laughs> mixed with with everything, you know. Uh, there's people Crad is from Brazil, and Nico is from Colombia. And there's a lot of people uh, around me in my life since I I was a kid from from the the whole world, you know. And my music is is a mix. I, of course, there's there's a origin and sounds that you can hear from Mediterranean, from Spanish, you know, Latin flamenco, etc. But I'm completely mixing my style of my life, and I always like to share with other musicians in festivals in other cities. In New York, for example, yesterday I was with Nati Peluso, that she lives in Madrid. Uh, but she's from Argentina. I with Kevin Johansen, uh, a really great songwriter. That he's from 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 Argentina, but she also his mom, and he lived a lot of years in San Francisco, and also he lived ten years in New York. So always is good to to mix and share. So when you are putting together an idea for a song or, or an album. You have a really wide palette of musical influences to draw from, right? Yeah, of course. But the, the most important thing for me is is the um, the idea of the song. You know, the the concept. No, when you have something to say. No, um, I start right now. I really, I work really hard with the works, with the poetry. Uh, it's really important for me in the last years, uh, and and also all the new generations are really influenced for the classic poetry. So all the 
Latin and Spanish uh, from Lorca, uh, Neruda, uh, Benedetti, Galliano, also the songwriters like uh, Sabina, Joaquin Sabina, you know, like classics, and also uh, Americans like Bob Dylan, Leonard Cohen, and also a lot of people in, in hip hop and in, in, in the Latin music, they are getting influence from other worlds, you know. And for me, that is really important. And, and also it's really important um, the, how the public, you know, get the song, uh, the feeling. If you, when you hear a song from Macaco, you want to dance or you start thinking and or you, because there's a social uh, meeting in the words, but also you are dancing because there's a lot of percussion or it's a, a relationship ship song you know a love song but trying to to broke the topics of the love songs you know and also then i i start to painting that words uh, and i start okay and i say for example i'm gonna get a mandola that is a mediterranean instrument in the last record you can hear a lot of mandolas in a lot of songs or I'm gonna work with these chords that are more flamenco or rumba mediterranea, rumba catalania chords, and I'm gonna put it with these words because the meeting, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm going to amplificate the meeting. I don't know. For me, the most important thing is the feeling. How the public, um, I, I don't care if the public get the style and he say, okay, I understand this is a reggae, but you can hear a Mediterranean mandola over there, or these chords are more flamenco chords. You know, what I really uh, search, what I really look for is the, the, the feeling in the in the people, you know? Going back to your earliest days, and let's talk just a little bit about Ojos de Brujo. How much uh, influence did that band have on your perspective and how you see the world now? We didn't have any complex to mix styles, you know. We were really free in our minds and in our hearts, you know, mixing hip-hop with flamenco because we really, uh, we really are that, you know, reggae music, for example, in the Mediterranean, in the north of Africa and all the south of Europe, you know, the Mediterranean is something really that we grow with, with, with reggae at the same time that we grow with rumba Mediterranean, no? that is, is, is something... Uh, uh, really in in uh, inside of my roots no in ojos de brujo the style really mm, makes a lot of people in 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 a lot of countries to say hey what is this about no what what they are doing these guys you know because uh, <laughs> you can really hear a lot of compasses uh, of flamenco no like buleria tanguillo and everything but also mixing with other uh, styles and and always, this is something that comes to one generation to to another. You know, when when I was a kid, also I I listen Pata Negra, for example, oh, Raimundo yeah. Amador, that he mix uh, Jimi Hendrix things with flamenco, and I grow 
with that music because my the, my dad that he played jazz and also other other styles you know there were a lot of records in my house like that but now for example the easy example is Rosalia he Rosalia he's taking a lot of things from Ojos de Brujo you know Rosalia is we are in the middle the generation in the middle you know Rosalia is like 10 years uh, or, or 15 years younger you know and, and this generation is taking a lot of things from Ojos de Brujo from Macaco and all of that fusion so we always pass to one generation to another and we are growing together now it's a, a really good moment for the Spanish Latin music is growing really really hard in the whole world and mixing uh, I for example I, I do collaborations with Jorge Drexler or I can do it with one Nati Peluso or you know people from different styles uh, different uh, ages you know it's a really nice moment you know it, what's interesting to me just following uh, music like Spain seems to be our musicians from Spain seem to have um an affinity or uh, a skill at uh, mixing music and mixing styles. And I think it, if you think about it, it goes back to Paco de Lucia um, with flamenco and jazz. Martirio, who did a very specialized version yeah. of Copla, all the way up to what you've done in your album since 2001, um, and up to now people are seeing Rosalia and they're thinking that, oh, this is a... a an, a unique or, an, or a new thing, but there's a really deep history in Spain of musicians combining combining stuff, and it's always top notch and it's always so creative. Yeah, what you say is really interesting because uh, I agree. For example, in the and um, all the fusion, no, I I I don't really like uh, etiquetas, uh, labels, no labels, mm -hmm. etiquetas, mm -hmm. but I um, I think is is important at the end the most important thing is the song is what makes you to grow up you know uh, when if if he's uh, i like fusion not confusion you know he's right. uh, <laughs> um, paco e lucia camarón de la isla um, uh, um, pata negra ojos de brujo whatever you know and and radio futura uh, manos negras whatever you know people older than me and also younger right now there's no complex you know that is the most important thing you know there's not pure music what makes the difference is your perspective you know yeah. uh, the, the the way you look that concept the way you you look things you know and that's what i what i li really love it you know and that that makes the difference danny carbonell thank you so much for being here man Amen. What's a pleasure. Thanks to you, man. I, I, I've never been able to catch your live show, but someday, and, and I, I'm, so, I'm sure I will, because I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing your live show. Uh, it will be an honor, and we drink some beers together, okay. and we talk <laughs> about music. <laughs> 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 okay, check out a little bit of this track called Mama from Macaco, featuring Danny Carbonell on vocals. Por delante, Mama. el pie 
Ella que baila en la necesidad La mano que recoge los instantes La mano que sujeta, la mano que da El corazón de los sueños adoptados El dedo que divisa claridad El oído donde anidan los callados El hombro donde se derrumba la gravedad And finally, we visit with the Mexican band Panteón Rococo. They are celebrating 24 years this year as a band. 24 years of looking at the world and putting their hopes and dreams and frustrations about the world into their music. This is the title track for their most recent album, Infiernos. For like the last year or so, I've been doing this. I have no notes, right? Okay. So we're just we're just talking and we're just having a conversation. That's a bad way, right? Yeah. Yeah. The only thing missing is the te- the tequila we were drinking in Austin last time when we were hanging out. That's the only thing missing. It's the only thing that we remember from each other. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your names and tell me um, what instrument you play. Uh, well, I'm Shenka. I'm the singer from the band. I'm Misael. I play saxophone. So, just got word today that your album's number one in Mexico. We are surprised with it, you know, because after 24 years, it uh, has been a hard work to do it. And I remember the early times in, in the band. We had uh, two or three... Uh, first places in the on the on the list, but after 24 years, it's better to be on it again, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think the the people is most surprised too is the, the the ones who make the distribution because in Mexico still selling records. Physical it, 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 that, That's the new <laughs> the news. Uh huh. To me, it's it's it shows that uh, the things you guys have been doing for 24 years. Like you're including social messages, you're including your views of the world yeah. always. It seems like now people are also doing the same thing and they're catching up too. We learn from other bands. We learn that because it's the way we, we saw the, the world, like bands like Tijuana No, like uh, Mano Negra. Mm-hmm. It's for, for us, was always easy saying our songs the things we 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 so see every day you know we we don't try to make big poems or mm-hmm. make that kind of stuff we start really young to do this and was more the di- di- direct uh, language and the music it's, it's the same it's completely multicultural it's we don't have uh, uh, boundaries uh, about the music too we come from a generation that we was fighting for a right for our younger rights in, in, in Mexico. You know, when Panchón Rococo was born in 1995, uh, well, there was a war in Mexico between the government and the indigenous people in Chiapas. And, uh, well, I think was one of the things that uh, put Panchón Rococo 
on on this way to sing about the reality that we see, as Misael says, uh, uh, when we go out from our houses, from our community, and we th- we see things that we don't like or we are, we are not agree with it. And I think so. The Zapatista movement gives us this kind of uh, pretext to 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 do it, you know, to to start to write about about our reality, about our uh, the things that the, the, the young people in Mexico City lives uh, every day. Do you think that there is a generation of musicians who were who come of age during that time around '95, when all of that stuff was going on, that formed their political viewpoint? I think so. I think so, just a little bit. But uh, on the same way, I think so. The, the, our families, well. Some of our families was living uh, uh, this kind of situation in 1968 uh, and the student movement in, in, in Mexico. And I think so well. Some of uh, the uh, of the musicians of the band we growing up with this kind of uh, feeling on, on on our bands. You know, uh, I remember when I was a child to hear in in, in my in my house uh, a lot of music talking about the the, the, the social problems in in all over Latin America. You know, Pablo Milanes, uh, Silvio mm-hmm. Rodriguez. This kind of music was. Every day in my in my in my family house, and uh, well, I think so. One of the reasons was exactly the the uh, this kind of music, but on the same way when we are when we was in the school, uh, it was the same situation with with, with the bands, you know, Maldita Vecindad, Mano mm-hmm. Negra, Fabulosos Cadillacs, all this kind of music, uh, uh, spreading this kind of message, and, and I think so. Pantheon, we was dreaming to do it uh, together, you know. Yeah, in that time in '94, I was like. F- 15 years old I didn't uh, read a lot of newspapers in that moment yeah. and but I, I came to the concerts who they made the musicians the rock musicians of that time made in the university I came to the concerts and there there was where, where I started to l- learn about these uh, problems in the country not directly from their songs more when when they speak between the between the the, the 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 songs or between the each each band, mm-hmm. because in that time the the Mexican bands, the famous Mexican bands, even they they care a lot about the, the problematic. They was a little bit afraid of talk like f- with real um, emotion uh, conviction. Yeah, uh, and um, write in their lyrics really hard words for Same. against the government or saying what they, they see or in the graphics of, of their CDs they doesn't show anything until I think Man Negra and Tijuana no was the first ones wow uh, has the whole band been together 24 years original members yes the 8 of us we, we used to be 10 mm-hmm. we're still 8 of 10 along the way now have you guys become fathers family members yeah you guys who has kids everybody has kids not me <laughs> yes, I, I, I have three. Yeah, three, mm-hmm. three young kids right now. How does that affect your writing, or how has it affect your writing? Being uh, a father, think back to when you had your first kid. Yes, I try. Well, for me, it's uh, it's something really beautiful because I try to to teach my my kids, you know, this kind of uh, uh, th- uh, things uh, and uh, this kind of. Uh, uh, well, como se dice? Ideology? Como, ideology? I said this kind of ideology, exactly, sí. you know, about it. And right now they are uh, younger as well. My, my, uh, the, 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 the more bigger has uh, 28 years right now. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and, and right now 
he starts to understand his father, you know, <laughs> and how things his father and how, and how uh, his father do the things, you know, and, and, and right now we have a better relationships when we are talking about the situation that they are living right now as students, you know, and, and, and my girls also, you know, they are really happy to be, uh, to see his father on the stage, but at the same way when we are talking about about the school, about the community, about the everything, we uh, I can see that they are really, really, como se dice, maduros, uh, mature. They are, yes, they are mature about uh, this kind of uh, themes and I can this kind of uh, social things. You know, for example, my 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 girl has uh, 18 re years right now, and uh, well, he's doing right now the the bachelor, and and well, he she start to understand the things that we were singing. Uh, years ago, you know, and sí. uh, the same way I think so. Uh, it gives us the opportunity to understand each other, you know, talking about the social problems, talking about right now in Mexico, from for example with Damlo, and they are, uh, they are not agree with some things. I am agree with some things. I'm not agree with some things, and we start to talk about it. And I think so. It's a better way to know your kids talking each other about the situation that are happening every day in their schools, in my job, in in all the things mm -hmm. that we see outside. And, yeah. it also, and it also seems like it's a better way to understand yourself, mm -hmm. exactly. you know, speaking as a dad. Yeah. You know, it's like, you, you're not the same person. We're not the same people we were 24 years ago. Exactly. You know, and, and when it comes to, we have the music side, I have my professional life. Yeah. You know, whatever I do as a journalist, but then I also have my personal life and who I've become. Right? Yes. And so the same thing, I imagine it's, it's the same thing. When we start with the band, uh, <laughs> always we was saying hey fuck everything you know everything but right now yes fuck everything but not everything <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, for me that, I, I, I don't I don't have <laughs> yes. I, I don't have kids and from, from my side I can see my my, my, my guys writing their music uh, and how, how they change you know yeah. because when they have the, 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 the baby the babies they start to be, before that we sing about everything. We sing about love of, of a woman, and, uh, but they start to uh, write about love to their child. Mm -hmm. And I can see those from this side. I don't have child. Yeah. And then when their child became to young guys or like eighteen or seventeen, they start to write again, again like a combative songs. Mm -hmm. But I think they they do it and are very. In Como se introspectivo, like very introspective, Intro introspective, like song from yeah. within. Yeah, but yes. I think they 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 write with, with the influence of their of their young kids because mm -hmm. they start to writing like manifestación because the the daughter of the the guy who write it is starting to go to the demonstrations in Mexico City, mm -hmm. and and he's like very happy to see their child doing these kind of things they are now. Discovering this yeah. kind of mm -hmm. And if you they start to think uh, write more introspective songs too because they have more issues with the family and more stuff and and it's evolution, you know, it's, yeah. it's the kind of evolution and there are two guys like me <laughs> we are two we don't have kids we can write about everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. And and a lot of times like it's a metaphor if you're writing a song about something that's wrong in the world and a lot of times it can be a metaphor about what's wrong inside, inside you. Yes, you know. Exactly. And so then you use different things to, as a way of self-discovery. Yeah, I mean, yeah, those yeah. are all the greatest songwriters, including you guys, exactly. done it because it's, it's very easy to point the things you think it's very bad outside, but mm -hmm. it's not easy to point what uh, what's happening it, it, inside it, it, of you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, before we go, um, the the new record, and you guys are on tour. Are you going to the United States? And are you going back? You going back to Europe? Yes. In December, so we are planning to do it at the end of the year. We're gonna be, I think, so in France, in mm-hmm. Germany, in Switzerland, Germany too, yes, Czech mm-hmm. Republic. Wow, it's gonna be fun. A lot of uh, the, the weather is not good for us, but <laughs> but the, the, the crowds are, and I think it's always the ska, right? It's always the rhythms. It's always the music. Whatever style. Yes, it's exactly. always that. That's the common language. Yes, this guy's a musical genre really malleable. You know, you really you can blend it with a lot of things, and uh, and well, there's the magic. You know, in every part of the world, some the the the, the more rocker people hate this guy. Right, and I think it's one of the music that you know can get directly to the heart, directly to your feet, put in dance the the the, the crowd. And in the same way to put the message on the head and and we do the magic. That's it. Yeah, I think a very important thing about our music is 24 years ago when we started, we wasn't really good musicians. We wasn't, uh, we doesn't learn in, in any school. We just learn in our houses and playing together. And for that reason, we don't have rules and we don't care. And we now we play better. We hope <laughs> we try. We try, we, we we try like to, to play think. better <laughs> yeah. twenty years <laughs> after. But we 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 do it with the same uh, illusion, and with we we don't like uh, tag our music any labels. Right. And we okay. We try to make salsa. If that sounds like cumbia or reggae, it's okay. And right. if we try to do different stuffs and sounds different, if we like it. We show to the people, and it's more, yeah, more natural right. kind of more organic. As organic, the younger yeah. says right now, it's more organic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're organics. Yeah. <laughs> guys, thank you so much, man. Thanks it's to you, always, Felix. Yeah, it's always a lot of fun talking to you guys, man. Always. Thanks a lot. Continued success, and uh, okay. next time you come through, you guys bring music, and we'll play and we'll talk. That's way. Okay. Be yes. sure for it. Okay, gracias. Muchas gracias. We'll be doing more of these shows where we introduce you or reintroduce you to a handful of bands in one show. And as always, we'll cast a net for as wide a variety of music as possible. So thank you for listening to this podcast extra version of NPR Music's All Latino. I'm Felix Contreras. As always, thanks for listening. <laughs>